listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. And wherever you are in America or planet Earth, thank you for tuning in once again. On today's program, we're going to take a big jump, a big jump out of the mediocrity and uh, stupidity of mass culture, a mass culture which functions as some kind of uh, sedative or tranquilizer that just dulls people's senses and it turns down people's perceptions. And that is a life and death matter. And if you don't realize that that's a life and death matter, then you have already begun uh, to enter the void or the abyss. You know, in the book of Revelation, it talks about the abyss. And the abyss is the place where God sends Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophet and all the people who pledge to worship the Antichrist by enthusiastically receiving uh, some kind of chip implant in their body or brain. And the price tag for being able to get that nanochip or whatever it's going to be is that you need to pledge your worship uh, of the Antichrist. You have to worship the Antichrist as God. That's a heavy thing. And then you have to reject Jesus Christ as God or reject Jesus Christ as Lord. It's then and only then, after you have made that vow, uh, it's then and only then that you're allowed to get the nanochip implant. And isn't it interesting? that the Bible talked about these technological global developments that were going to come in the future thousands of years ago. Over 2,000 years ago, the Apostle John on the island of Patmos had a vision when he was imprisoned in jail, and he saw what he wrote down in the book of Revelation. So this, this abyss is not only a real uh, dimensional abyss in the sense that it's an actual place that God sends people to and angels to that are in open rebellion to him, but the abyss also represents this void, this, this deep emptiness. And in this deep em emptiness, wickedness and evil of every kind exists. You know, when Christ was casting demons out of people, they were terrified that Jesus was going to command these demons to leave people's bodies and that he would send them into um, the dry places. In other words, a void. When the Bible speaks of dry places, it's talking about uh, an emptiness which is so hollow that it's horrifying. And it's in the dry places, the empty places, the void, the hollow places, that evil gravitates towards. Now, when you apply that uh, Book of Revelation understanding of, of the abyss and the purpose of the abyss, when you apply it to our world, it has multiple applications and meanings. On one hand, it is a dimensional place where God is going to send in judgment the fallen angels, the Antichrist, Satan, the false prophet, and all those people 
who have chosen to reject Christ in order to get the Mark of the Beast chip, 666. But it also represents a, a kind of uh, spiritual, emotional, psychological dimension that we can only describe as a hollow or empty person. Somebody who is hollow or empty uh, or soulless, they become people that are capable of the most unspeakable evil. And the reason for that is they're not good, they don't have love inside of them, and in many cases they don't particularly have a form of evil that you can uh, visually perceive or perceive with your senses so that it's noticeable. The most terrifying thing of all about people who, whose inner being is a void is that they're empty inside, and they are, are beyond uh, right and wrong. They are nihilists. They don't believe in a right or wrong, whether they consciously admit to it or not. So how does that apply to the world that we live in? And very specifically, how does that apply to America today, right now, American society, and the people who live in American society today, as well as uh, societies in Europe, etc. So, because of the hidden and secretive social engineering, and yes, it is mind control, people are afraid of that word. I often don't use it, even though I do use it in my books and speaking, because it's really the only word that's adequate to describe a scientific process known as scientific mind control. But that, that is very confronting to people's um, biased view or perception of reality. They don't want to believe that, after all, how could I, speaking of themselves, how could I be the victim of mind control? I don't, I don't see any evidence. They're talking to themselves. I don't see any evidence of mind control in my life. Well, in reality, their, their lives and their minds and their thoughts are, are inundated with all kinds of mind control. But the scary thing is, like all people of the void and emptiness, they're, they're completely unaware of it. Let me read you um, um, part of a poem, and uh, it, uh, it's very uh, terrifying in some respects. So here's some verses from the, a poem from the famous poet and philosopher uh, T.S. Eliot, who, who wrote, this is part of his poem, The Hollow Men. We are the hollow men. We are the stuffed men, leaning together, headpiece filled with straw, alas. Now, our culture doesn't really embrace poetry anymore, but poetry was a very powerful form of communication uh, in civilization for hundreds and hundreds of year, years. So here T.S. Eliot, who, who is not particularly a Christian, he's describing the, the societal condition of, of the people all around him. And he says, we are the hollow men. He says they're hollow, they're empty inside. We are the stuffed men, which means in, because of the hollowness and the pain, you see, when people are hollow inside or have a giant void inside of themselves, that ultimately drives them uh, to a place of 
anguish and inner pain and a very destructive uh, social habits, addictions, loneliness, despair, depression. And in fact, the irony is when people are hollow men and women and have that void inside of them, they actually seek out propaganda and various forms of mind control to somehow soothe the hollowness inside of them. And dictators and totalitarian rulers like Adolf Hitler and the Nazi generals and the Nazi scientists and the communist rulers in uh, Russia and China and other nations, they all understand this. And they prey like, like psychic parasites on men and women uh, by, by exploiting the void uh, and the hollow nature of mankind. It becomes a tool that they use to, to fill them with propaganda. And that's what T.S. Eliot uh, meant when he said, we are the stuffed men. Well, stuffed with what? Think of a turkey um, in the oven, and you know you have to cook it slowly for a long period of time. And if you want the stuffing in the, in the center of the turkey uh, to flavor the turkey, you have to place the stuffing in the, in the center of the turkey. Because otherwise, the center of the turkey is just a hollow void, and the turkey burns and is, is you know, somewhat tasteless. And then he adds in, in this final verse, leaning together, the idea is that hollow men and hollow women and believe me, that includes modern evangelicals uh, to a very large percentage. Hollow men and hollow women who are stuffed men and women leaning together. In other words, in order to survive psychologically, they have to lean together. They have to enter that. Instead of uh, taking the real communion of Jesus Christ and coming together in the Spirit of the Lord, they, they accept the counterfeit, and they lean together. Um, and then it's, he says, headpiece filled with straw, alas. So inside their minds, they're filled with straw. They're filled with emptiness. And a mind filled with straw can't feel, can't remember, can't think, can't analyze, and essentially has a soul. And we have a society and a nation in which the overwhelming percentages of people of all ages are people of the void. They're people whose heads and hearts are filled with straw. And in order to deal with the pain and the anguish of the emptiness and the hollowness and the void, they actually seek to be uh, uh, captured by mind control or uh, social engineering. They actually seek it out because at least the, the, the straw, as worthless as it is, at least the straw of mind control fills the hollowness and the void. And it's a, that's a very weird dynamic. But if you look across America today, what you see as the real root of all the evil, all the rebellion from God, all the, all the insane social acts, murders, perversions, and the parade goes on, but at the root of it all is their heads are filled with straw. There's nothing there of, of substance 
of God of eternal value. So this is important to know, and we're going to now dive in from there to where we are in America and the world, and the, and the forces, the spiritual energies and powers, and, and you know and I know there are very real spiritual energies and powers, primarily demonic, which are driving all of this with a, a fury directed from Satan from the ultimate void or abyss, hell itself. Now, um, when people or a society have allowed themselves to be degraded and conditioned, like most Americans have and tragically most Christians have, um, they, they develop new habits and programming so that the thoughts that they think, they, they have to be politically correct. The, the straw in their minds demands that each person think the same set of thoughts. Nobody can be an individual. Nobody can think individually. They have to share together the straw, the void, the emptiness. And then, because of the programming that they're, that they're willfully choosing to receive, their thoughts, their words, their behavior um, is frequently the product of repetition. And remember, Aldous Huxley told us that one of the primary methodologies in modern mind control or scientific mind control is repetition, like a hypnotic repetition. You hear the thoughts and the words over and over again so that they actually become one with you. Or, uh, to say it in other words, you're, you're so immersed in repetition of ideas, thoughts, and words that, that it puts you into an autopilot. And it goes beyond merely a social habit. It, it becomes one of the most powerful forces of control and domination in America, and it's so powerful, yet it is simultaneously invisible, and the, the destruction that, that it produces is unspeakable in its horror. So, this is something to think about, but this is not something to think about in, in some, you know, cocktail party babble. We're talking about truth. All right, so... Where does this take us? Okay, it takes us to where the people that run planet Earth. Now, again, like I said yesterday on the Paul McGuire Report, the very thought, the very phrase that I'm using, which I often use and I write about it in my books, I write about the fact, and it is a fact, it's documented, that there exists a globalist or Luciferian elite that consists of just 1% of the population of planet Earth, but this 1% elite um, owns and controls 99% of all the assets and resources uh, on planet Earth. And they are the basically the unseen rulers. I mean, if you want to see them, you can see them. But most people's heads are filled with straw, and they're leaning together looking for social reinforcement with other people whose heads are filled with straw. So, 
Um, the Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, which is simply a rebranding of what used to be called the New World Order, and his, let's call it his marketing campaign, his marketing campaign phrase word, you know, you will own nothing. Uh, owning nothing is only what slaves do. If you could even remotely think coherently, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the people you know, if you could remotely think coherently, it would become an instantaneous realization to you that the only people on planet Earth and the only people in America who own nothing are those people who are slaves. And, and that has to be literally branded in your head. Otherwise, you'll, you, you will be branded like a slave. If you are so gullible and so dumbed down and so stupefied that you actually believe that it's a good thing, as Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum said, it, it's a good thing, they're saying. They're telling the masses, the peons like you and me that they look down upon and despise, they're telling us that with this global reset, we will own absolutely nothing and we will never be happier in our whole life. If you believe that, you are instantly a slave. Because once again, the only people in America and the world who own nothing are those people who are slaves. And the, the, the very elite, the very wealthy who own everything, the 1% that own 99% of everything of value, gold, silver, money, etc., etc., they don't own nothing, and they're not giving a penny of their money away. They, they, what they, the game they play is they control all the major institutions and, and governments around the world. And the game they play is they, the greed and the lust for power that these men and women have is so insatiable that you would have to say that they're possessed. And they, they hoard money and assets with a violence and with the spilling of blood, and they would not give up a penny of their wealth. It doesn't have, it's not even rational. It has nothing to do with the fact that, gee, it's only a penny. But they are so possessed, they are so gripped, and in such deep spiritual fornication with Babylon, the great, the harlot, the whore, and the wealthy men and the powerful men and the rich men of the earth are so busy fornicating with Mystery Babylon, as depicted in the book of Revelation, that they would never even remotely consider giving a penny of their wealth, because that would mean to give up part of their wealth. And even though they're worth countless trillions of dollars, it is abhorrent to them that they would even give up a penny. Yet they will use their various uh, agencies and their representatives to force uh, under under military threat to f and coercion to force the middle class and working class to give up 40, 50 percent, 65 percent or more when you add everything together to give up 67 percent, let's say, of their annual wealth each year. While they live, compared to the trillionaires, they li live in squalor. So. They're driving this on purpose. And the idea uh, is that they're exploiting the void in people, the emptiness in people. You, let, let, let's just take 
let's just do a quick rundown of all the social, psychological problems ravaging America. Drug epidemic, both legal and illegal. It's because of the void in people. Uh, all addictions are attempts to, to, to heal and fill the void. The desperate attempt to acquire wealth, excessive wealth, um, uh, promiscuity, giving in to violent rage, uh, being a criminal, crimes against humanity, all kinds, of, a list of perversions so unspeakable, but yet so deeply entrenched in our society that in order to uh, uphold some kind of decorum and integrity in the Paul McGuire report, I'm not going to list them, but you know what they are. But the root of this is the void, because the demonic powers inhabit the dry places, the empty places, the void. And the more and more that society becomes filled with people who are people of the void and people that are hollow and empty and people that are filled with, as T.S. Eliot said, straw, the more demonized, which means uh, theologically, externally demonically possessed, but also in some cases regarding non-believers, they become people who are demonically possessed. Because the void is an invitation for um, possession by demonic powers. And our nation loves to bathe in endless, I just happened to be channel surfing on Halloween night, and the endless television programs and movies and news reports, etc., of, of Halloween celebrations involving little kids. And, and big budget movies and TV programs that were all about demonic possession, ghosts, uh, horror creatures, horror stories, death, skulls, vampires, sucking blood, drinking blood, all satanic, evil, corrupt. But the thing that caught my eye the most was the, the, the specific theme endlessly repeated on Halloween and the days before it. The theme that was endlessly repeated was, was endless themes of demonic possession of children, of women, of men, and kids. And then these demons would sometimes come out of people. Now, that, why, why is America now having this insatiable desire to watch demonic possession, even though it's fictional? Because it's trying to fill the void, the emptiness. And those those that are leading us into a global reset at the highest level, they, um, they are what is called the Luciferian elite. So, the America, because America has been, up until recently, the most powerful nation on planet Earth, the nation that influences every other nation, um, has now become the nation, America has now become the nation that is leading the entire world straight into the abyss or straight into the void. I mean, it's, when you really think about it, it's terrifying. And, and why does this happen? Because, because the soul of America, and your soul is always directly connected to your psychological well-being. 
So the soul of America is empty. It's a void. It's hollow. And because the soul of America is hollow and a void, it corrupts and fractures um, the inner man, the inner woman. It fractures anything good, anything of God, any genuine form of spirituality becomes fractured and corrupted, and an abyss is created in the hearts and minds of people. And America is the prime leader among the nations in driving the world into the abyss and the void. And the the end result is always a form of amplified schizophrenia where the human personality is split in an ungodly way. So when you look back to the 1950s in America, you, you see in our historical record, you see with your memory of what you saw on TV, like I did, and what was being pumped into my mind as an innocent young child, just like you were, and, and most people were. I saw President Kennedy uh, in his motorcade in Texas, in, you know, that Cadillac with other Cadillacs, and a Cadillac with the top down, a convertible Cadillac. And then, without any warning, his head was blown off with a, with a series of bullet shots coming allegedly from both the front and the back. And the logic that was used to explain away the assassination of Kennedy to this day, no matter what your opinion is of the Kennedy assassination or his brother's assassination or the the assassination of Martin Luther King, no matter what your opinion is, the reality is that the perception that people have, the official story, the official narrative, and the official report of what happened is in almost a violent contradiction on many levels with what really did happen. So deep in people's hearts and minds, there has been a violation of their inner man or inner woman revolving a narrative which appears in many cases to be mythological, being confronted by what some people are saying is the truth. And so people are outwardly and externally silent, but internally, they do not face it. They make the choice to fill their heads and hearts and minds with straw, a void. An abyss. And when you do that to a person, what you're doing is you're violating their soul. You're corrupting their soul on a deep level. And it, it echoes like shockwaves from generation to generation. And I know it deeply affected my generation. And I believe it was one of the contributing factors to the sex, drugs, and, and rock and roll which, by the way, was created by a scientific elite, people like Aldous Huxley and his brother, Julian Huxley. So now we are on the precipice of an either further rupturing, fracturing, shattering of the inner man and inner woman, as once again America and other powerful nations play a key role in leading the nations of the world into the abyss or the void 
or the hollow zone. And people seeking for answers, their heads spinning through cognitive dissonance. And we have these things coming together that are, that are more than problematic. We have the COVID pandemic. We have numerous other uh, emerging pandemics. We have freak weather like we've never had before. We have the prospect of World War III or uh, of some kind of nuclear or biological confrontation with maybe China or Russia, a conflict between Israel and Middle Eastern nations. We have an energy crisis that is largely man-made. We have uh, uh, a food crisis. We have a water crisis. We have droughts. We have, it's just one shock wave after another. One shock wave after another, because that is the scientific procedural method of anesthetizing the brain. If you want to anesthetize somebody's perceptions and their mind, then you provide them with a series of stimulus known as pain or shock or crisis or manufactured crisis, and you deposit it in their being on a systematic and regular basis. And what that does is it flips people. It cracks their mind. Um, and it's not always easily noticeable at first, but it cracks their mind. And the question is, why? What is behind this? What is behind this? Why is it that, the, you know, compounded with this, you have this monster and the monster is the mainstream media and the corporations, the globalist corporations that own it. And this monster, or the mainstream media, pumps out lies. It conceals. It's a disseminator of propaganda. It hides the truth. It's unrelentless. That's why it's a monster. It's unrelentless. It doesn't connect the dots so the average American and average person has any idea at all why all these things are happening. It gives irrational and impossible uh, news reporting, which is supposed to uh, pass itself off as answers or journalism. You're not being exposed to journalism. You're not being exposed to news or answers. It doesn't matter how attractive and expensive the outfits are of the so-called TV people. The content of their news programming is beyond idiotic. It is meaningless. It is designed intentionally to confuse, disorient, and indoctrinate. And people don't want to face that. So there's a collective hiding. There's a, there's a, the herd wants to run into the abyss. The herd wants to become part of the hollow men and women. That is what is going on. And we are going to continue to expose the truth because once you can ignite the flame of light in the hearts and men's of men and women, then and only then will the truth be released in their life. And when the truth is really released in people's lives, not counterfeit truth, but the real truth is released in people's lives, then people are set free. When people have real knowledge, not propaganda and lies, 
knowledge brings them power. You can be given the truth, which will give you the power to be set free from being a slave. It begins with believing that. You can begin with the truth or the knowledge that will set you free from being a prisoner and a slave. But it requires that you hunger after knowledge. You pursue knowledge. And not just pursue it, that that you pursue knowledge with a with a passion, an unspeakable passion. And if you read the book of Proverbs, when you do that, and it's only when you do it, it doesn't happen when you don't do it. When you pursue knowledge with a vengeance, God bestows on you a crown of wisdom and authority and power and yes, money and resources and opportunities. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. We're going to be back in just a moment to talk about how we can do what God wants us to do and fulfill our purpose and destiny. But now I need your help because we're in an information war, a war between knowledge and lies, a war between truth and lies, a war between what's right versus what's wrong. We're in an all-out war, and the forces of evil that are very real, and the forces of the demonic, which are very real. Make no mistake about it, in their own writing, documented, their own words, their own videos, the most powerful men and women in the world have announced their plans to take over planet Earth and to take over America by any means necessary to enslave the population of America. And after they enslave the population of America, They fully intend to implement their Great Reset. But you better open your eyes and not play stupid, because they have said with their own words, their own writing, their own video, their own audio, fully documented, this globalist elite has announced to you beforehand, like many other dictators have done in history before them, that their plan is to take over America and the world. And that involves enslaving you your children, your grandchildren, and however long the Lord should tarry. But God did not call you to be here for such a time as this, to be passive and indifferent, and to just be, you know, let me just break it to you the the quick way. Your spiritual gift is not to be, quote, a soft target. Think about that, and we'll be back in a minute. This is the Paul McGuire Report. You are now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. By the way, make sure you go to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We have so many free media for you. Uh, Join the Roku channel. Uh, Join the Paul McGuire Prophetic E-Blast. Very, very important that you join it. We don't sell a mailing list to anybody. But you will get all kinds of free videos and articles and all kinds of stuff, audios. But it's, it's a protected way that you will continue to receive vital information and truth from, uh, from us. So you go to paulmcguire.us, and when you see at the top of the page, it talks about signing up for the uh, uh, e-blast list. Do it. It's free. Make sure you join our YouTube, our Facebook pages. 
make sure you you sign on and follow or join or whatever our Rumble channel, our Brighton, and Podbean, and all the other ones that that, that you relate to, and and that that's so important. It's so critical because that gives us <clears throat> the. Uh, bargaining power, if you will, that opens more doors to reach more people with the truth. And that's what this Paul McGuire report, Paradise Mountain Church, is all about, reaching people with the truth. Okay, in my hand here, I want to read you and bring up some topics that I've dealt with in my brand new book, Power from on High. So let me, before I begin, let me just read you some bullet points that are on the back cover of Power from on High give you an idea. The Luciferian globalist elite and the Great Reset Plan to transform America into a totalitarian state. I give documentation. I explain why. The Pilgrims and Puritans built America on biblical principles and God's supernatural power, which produced the American dream. I began building the foundation of that truth in my book, uh, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind, History of the World. But I continued to dive deeper, and I discovered this, this amazing hidden network of powerful secret societies, world-powerful individuals, and how they planned to make America, as far back as the 1600s, how they planned to make America the head of the New World Order. I mean, I had already ignited this explosive truth in uh, The Greatest Battle, but I always follow the leading of the Holy Spirit when I write and research my books, and I also um, I, I keep at it. I, I, dig, I just don't give up. And, and the Lord impresses things in my heart and mind, and then I listen to the Lord, and I do what he tells me to do. And as I did that, I discovered, and, and I, I get into it in detail in the book Power from One High, <clears throat> but I discovered things regarding this hidden network of, at this time in history, these were the most powerful people in the world. I'm talking a bit about men like Sir Francis Bacon, Sir John Dee. Now, I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit supernaturally and studied and read all these obscure historical books and made sure that, you know, that they were documented and stuff. And stuff. And what I discovered was, and I, I, I explain it to you, what I discovered is that these people had two faces. Their public face was like they were like you know, orthodox in terms of their, their, their religious beliefs or Christian beliefs or, or morals or, or whatever, okay? Uh, Sir Francis Bacon was uh, called the father of the scientific method. He was the man that developed modern science by stating that in order for a theory, a scientific theory to be true, you must have empirical or scientific evidence. So this, so Sir Francis Bacon was essentially um, a father of modern science. Yet, <clears throat> semi-secretly or secretly, he was simultaneously one of the most powerful occult leaders in the world. And he was the head of the Rosicrucian movement. And that movement was so powerful because it, the Rosicrucian movement 
uh, later became the Illuminati. So in a sense, you could say Sir Francis Bacon was one of the forefathers of the Illuminati. Now, he advised one of the most powerful people on planet Earth, Queen Elizabeth. And he and Sir John Dee not only made all these scientific discoveries, but they learned how to, and I talk about it in the book, and I document it in the book, they learned how to communicate with fallen angels, specifically the fallen angels discussed in the book of Enoch and referenced in the Bible. And so here is this, the father of modern science, secretly, he learned the language of the Enochian angels, the Enochian angels, Enochian angels, and he was receiving scientific guidance, technological guidance, economic guidance, and military guidance from the Enochian angels. He was conversing with them. I mean, this is like like out there stuff, okay? But he was one of the most respected and powerful men in the world. And then he would secretly advise Queen Elizabeth and the heads of the British Empire, and these Enochian angels told Sir Francis Bacon that the British Empire needed to continue to prepare and infiltrate the founding of America and conquer, take back America, which it lost during the American Revolution. And so here we have the very founders of America being guided by not just angels, fallen angels, who were the Enochian angels spoken of in the Book of Enoch. And this will blow the top of your the, the top of your head or the roof of your head off of its cranial structure. This is mind blowing. I've never read this in my life. It's in my book, Power from One Eye, and you better get it because we're, we will be uh, sold out of the initial print run. And the, the, the holidays are coming up. People are getting Christmas gifts, and you know. I don't care what you get people for Christmas, and I, or whether you want to celebrate Christmas or not, or whatever. But I think that's an opportunity to witness to people if it's done properly. And I would love to see you give people power from on high. I think it would change their lives. The right people, and you pray to the Lord to direct you. But but please don't send me the order when or if we're out of stock, and you know the holidays are, are, are slamming upon us. If, if you want to get the book and you want the discount for Power From One Eye, please do it now immediately at paulmcguire.us. Other books are discounted. And, but, this, but, but this is, you know, Christmas is around the corner. And I don't, I don't, I don't need to say any more. But, but every year I get people desperately trying to get And I understand that because I'm, I'm the worst offender there is of waiting to the last minute. Uh, to get people Christmas gifts, okay? And no, I don't worship a Christmas tree. I know the whole story of ancient Babylon uh, and the Christmas tree and all, you know, the minutia of the whole thing. I mean, one of the authors was Troy Anderson of the Babylon Code. (laughs) So that means we're experts, that and other books I've written. We're experts in that topic, so so I'm not naively, you know, just just you know, I'll just leave it there. Okay. <clears throat> then in the book Power from One Eye, the Luciferian elite are planning to d- reduce the Earth's population by billions of people 
through freak weather, pandemics, plagues, food shortages, nuclear, biological, and chemical warfare. Now, that is a bone-chilling statement, but it's documented. And I, I document this plan in my book, Power From One Eye. I was reading and writing about this plan, which was out in the open since the 1800s, my friends. I, was, I wasn't around in the 1800s, obviously, but I was writing about this in my earlier books. Remember, this is my, I think this is my 38th book. Let's just say it's my 38th book, maybe 39th, but let's just say Power, uh, Power From One Eye is my 38th book. So I've been writing about this euthanasia plan to artificially reduce the world's population by the elite for a long time. But now it's happening all around us. And, you know, you need to get the book because I'm not going to throw away a sentence here and there out of context without documentation. You have to understand that this is not, you know, something that I or somebody else made up. This is in there. These people that I'm talking about, the Luciferian elite, the globalist elite, the, the, the powerful rulers of planet Earth, they're not short on words. And you might take notice of the fact that every time I read a biography or a biographical article about this, this elite group that, that rules the world, I, I always notice that they brag about how they're big readers of books. Some people say they read a book a week. But they're all avid readers of books, the ruling classes. And I heard, for example, just the other day regarding, um, he just bought Twitter, oh, Elon Musk, that he reads something like a book a, a, a week. And, and he's been doing this since a kid. And when he was a kid, he was a voracious reader. Now, I talk about this in my book, Power From One High, in great, great detail, because of its importance to you, your children, and your grandchildren. You can pray all you want for wisdom and knowledge. But if you aren't doing your part in reading and studying and self-educating, then God is not going to circumvent, you know, the psychological, neurological, biological uh, principles of growing your intelligence and brain. God's not just going to zap you from heaven with wisdom and knowledge, but and don't expect him to to increase or enhance your knowledge and wisdom and brain power while you're watching, you know, idiot TV. It isn't going to happen. And notice that the people that rule the world, they're big readers, and they always have been. And I've been reading about these guys, these rulers of Earth, the, the English intellectuals, the Fabian Society, and all the rest. They were readers of books going back hundreds and hundreds of years. It was part of their culture. It is what separated them from the common man who they enslaved. So get off your posterior, get in gear, knowledge is power, if you get the right knowledge, and get power from on high today by going to paulmcguire.us. You can order it securely. You can order it via check if you wish. There's multiple ways you can order it. And I do want to say this one thing, that I talk, I talk about it in the book, because it's an important thing to me. Um, in analyzing, studying power and money and wealth, which I do in the book, one of the principles that the globalist and Luciferian elite learned way back in ancient Babylon, the time of the Tower of Babel, is that what gives them the ability to enslave 
and rule over others and conquer others and enslave others. What gives the globalist elite and the Luciferian elite the power to rule over and enslave ordinary men and women since the beginning of time is that they find ways to control others by first controlling the supply of things like precious metals, gold and silver and jewels and, and, and geographical land territory. They own land and, and cattle. And so the reason what they say goes is because they have learned uh, how to acquire wealth and money. Because if you have wealth and money, you have power and you can enslave others. That's the first thing. But now you have to expand your definition of what actual or true wealth is, in addition to things like land and gold and precious jewels and metal and armies and things like that. But those are, that, that all constitutes wealth, which gives you power. But when you have in your possession, listen really, really carefully to this and play this part over five times. I'm not being obnoxious. I'm not trying to be cute. It'll take you a couple of minutes. What I'm going to say in the next few sentences, you need to play over and over again, in a sense committed to memory. It's a truth I have in the book, and I expand on it. But it's too powerful, and I, so I, I want to disseminate it to you. One of the things that the globalist elite, the people that have the power, the people that enslave others, learn, in addition to acquiring wealth, and we just outline that, is that when you possess, when you possess secret knowledge that the common man doesn't have, that, uh, that your competitors don't have, that other people or other nations or other tribes don't have, when you possess that secret knowledge, and it's secret because you're doing everything you can to keep it a secret, the acquisition of gaining secret knowledge and passing on that secret knowledge through, yes, secret societies with secret teachings and secret knowledge, you then become the owner. Now listen carefully. You become the exclusive, or a handful of people have it, you become one of the owners of secret knowledge secret scientific discoveries, secret technologies, secret occult principles or spiritual principles. When you possess that secret knowledge, that gives you enormous, enormous power to rule over others, to conquer others, to enslave others, to make more wealth, to be rich while everybody's being poor. Because, you see, you have something of infinite value and infinite wealth that they don't have. And what that is, is you possess and own secret knowledge, secret wisdom, secret teachings. And because it's a secret, its value goes sky high. And with that secret knowledge and secret wisdom and secret scientific discoveries, etc., you then have power and money and everything else to rule the world, enslave, make other men your slaves. And that's the way the game has been played by the satanic or Luciferian elite since the beginning of time. 
the Bible says that uh, the person who borrows money becomes the slave, excuse me, the lender who loans money makes people their slaves. So when you're borrowing money, you're borrowing money, the lender has a ticket to rule over you. Why? Because they've acquired the wealth. You don't have it. But you see, they don't want you to know what I'm telling you. I go into far more detail in this in my book, Power of One Eye. The secret elite, the globalist elite, do not want the working class, the middle class, the common man or woman to know the secrets of knowledge and wisdom, the knowledge of secret societies and the occult, secret uh, science, secret technology. They don't want common men and women to know that because, because their monopoly on these secret truths gives them enormous power to increase their wealth and to conquer others. Now, we've all heard in our childhoods about, you know, the, the fact that money brings power, precious jewels brings power, owning land brings power, certain principles of wealth. The elite allow certain limited, very limited secrets of wealth and power to be released to the masses. But the real juicy stuff, the stuff that can really give you power and wisdom and freedom and rulership, they have carefully guarded it and hidden it. And they've hidden it so well that it's, all, it's always called secret knowledge. And this secret knowledge is secret occult knowledge. And it's passed on through secret societies from one empire to another, from one kingdom to another, from one fam- wealthy family to another. So the fact that, and this has been going on since the beginning of time, right now in the world, just 1% of the world, the super rich, the super elite, they own 99% of all the wealth. But they own, with the exception of a small percentage of Christians, they also own all the secret knowledge, the occult knowledge, the secret of psychic power, and all the rest. Now, this is how it works, and then, and then you need to read the book and study it. But I've given you enough that you should play this back a bunch of times. There is a reason why across the board, in every school system on planet Earth, especially in America, the entire educational system, the entire media, the entire scientific community, um, law, government, any area, any institution of higher learning or power, especially banking and wealth, there's a reason why that the super rich keep, keep it hidden and secret from the masses. As long as they have it hidden and secret from the masses, they have the secret means of increasing their power, increasing their wealth, increasing everything. Because, because when, you, you, when you own the secret knowledge of stuff, you're powerful, you're, and your enemies are weak, and you enslave your enemies. And that's why you will hear laughter and mockery in the school systems, in media, in politics, et cetera, et cetera, when anybody tries to convey that secret occult power is real, not just, you know, cartoon time, that secret occult power is real, that occult knowledge is real, 
that things like mental telepathy, remote viewing, psychic power, certain principles in quantum physics, etc., that they're all real. Well, I shouldn't say they're all real. A large percentage of them are real, and they work. Now you could figure out that anybody who had had access to those powers would want to carefully guide it, hide it, and keep it secret. Because long as they own the exclusive possession of the secret wisdom and knowledge, they have enormous power and wealth. Our military, the light bulb turned on in their brains in the uh, 1920s. The Nazis, they were powerful because they had access to secret occult technologies. Nikola Tesla discovered a source of unlimited free energy that he literally used a simple technology. Tesla learned how to pull unlimited free energy out of another dimension called the ether. And he could have been rich beyond his wildest dreams if he had chosen to. But the big billionaires of that time, the industrialists, the bankers, the Morgans, the Fords, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and all the rest, they found out that Tesla discovered the secret to unlimited free energy, and that would have threatened their uh, money and power. So they allegedly stole all his documents, blueprints, scientific discoveries, made them disappear. And to this day, only they have this secret knowledge. And the world, the people who control the world are these same people, Rothschild, Rockefeller, the international bankers, the Morgans, etc., because they control all the petro, petro oil money and the dollars, etc. You see how that works? They didn't want anybody to know the secret of what Nikola Tesla discovered. Now, God, those secrets were labeled evil of the devil and the occult. And, and, and you've got to be careful because that, part of that is true. But that's also a brilliant way to scare off the common man and woman, the working class, the middle class, Christians. That's just a very shrewd way of scaring them off from discovering secrets that could help mankind generate wealth and power for good things. Think about it. Knowledge is power. And I, I, I make this easy to understand in my book, Power From On High, and it's not boring. Okay. Uh, the Great Reset is prepared to embed billions of people with a nanochip, which allows you to buy and sell, use the digital ID uh, for electronic surveillance, implant thoughts in your mind, and insert artificial memories. The transhumanist plans involves creating artificial human beings with synthetic DNA. Okay, the Great Reset is true. It's a reality. It's, I have documentation in my book. I have quotes from the guys and girls who are running the Great Reset. <clears throat> and it is a scientific truth. It is a scientific reality right now at this moment. It is a techno technological reality right now at this moment. I have documentation for all of this. In my book, Power From One High, they already have the nanochip. They already have a wireless nanochip, which allows you to buy and sell and use their digital ID for electronic surveillance. This is not science fiction. It's not far, far off futuristic technology. It's all available now, but it's being kept a secret from the masses. So they have the 
technology to implant thoughts in your mind, insert artificial memories, and ultimately, the elite, who are transhumanists, plan. Their plan involves creating artificial human beings with synthetic DNA. That's a scientific reality. And by the way, the corporations and the individuals that own the patents, that own the rights to this technology and related technologies, they will be wealthier than beyond your wildest dreams. Because every one of these technologies that I just mentioned to you from my book cover, they, they, they own it. They, they have the legal right of ownership to it, and therefore they have the legal right to, to keep all the profits. In other words, listen carefully to what I'm saying, because I talk about it in the book. I explain, about, I explain this in the book. They own a lot of people's DNA. Did you hear what I said? You're not going to hear it. They're keeping it a secret, but they own a lot of people's DNA. What does that mean? Well, that there's going to be court battles like crazy, because technically the claim could be made if they own your DNA, then they own you like a slave. Now, the public doesn't really know that yet, but when they do, they're going to be lawsuits like crazy. Spiritual warfare is accelerating in America and the world into a last day's battle that will precede the second coming of Jesus Christ. So all of this is happening in light of the biblical fact that we're in the last days and Jesus Christ is returning. Now here's a major theme in Power From On High that I back up with solid scriptural references and rightly dividing the word. It is possible to turn the tide of the spiritual war in America using the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead. Power from on high. Don't be afraid of it. Receive it. Then finally, the last bullet point on the back of the book, Power from on high. What, excuse me, you can discover what the power of the Holy Spirit or power from on high can do in your life. Power from on high can unleash an authentic, biblical, third great awakening that will usher in the last day's harvest. So the bottom line, I spent the original draft for Power From On High was 4,000 pages. I spent about two and a half years. I pulled my side, stopped speaking at conferences, stopped making public appearances, and I pulled away to seek the Lord in prayer and fasting, Bible study, and intensive research, research into many diverse fields. And I cried out to God. I mean, I, I, mean, I pursued God with overwhelming intensity, asking God, this is the reason I wrote Power From On High, I was asking God for wisdom that I could give his people that would enable his people to win the spiritual battle going on in America right now. And that I cried out to God for wisdom that would give God's people the wisdom and the spiritual power to defeat the powers of darkness. So the purpose of writing the book was not for selfish ambitions. The purpose of the book was it was born out of intercessory prayer and my desire to cry out to God and and ask God to give me wisdom and knowledge that I might impart to his people so they could be victorious in this last day spiritual battle so that there could be an authentic biblical revival. There could be an authentic biblical third great awakening 
and there could be an authentic and legitimate last day soul harvest. That's why I wrote the book. Okay. You need to get a copy, but I'm going to say it twice because people never hear it the first time. Go to paulmcguire.us. If you order it now, I, th- I think we, 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 get, we have a big discount on Power From On High and a number of the other books like uh, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind, A Prophecy of the Future of America, The Day the Dollar Died, and a number of other books. But get, but be sure to get Power From On High. And you can uh, go to paulmcguire.us right now and order your copy. Uh, it's finally back from the printer, and they're, and they're being mailed out. Large amounts of these books are going out every single day, so you can get your copy. Don't wait. If you're planning on getting it for a gift for somebody, don't wait. You know, if we're out of stock, don't wait. Do it now, okay? Because you're saving money now. So go to paulmcguire.us, all lowercase, McGuire is M-C-G-U-I-R-E, paulmcguire.us. Order your copy now. Okay, we'll be back in just a second. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire, and like on the cover of my book, Power From On High, you'll see a big clock at Grand Central Station in Manhattan, New York City, and it's the clock has either hit midnight or it's like a second to midnight, and I'm standing under the clock. So I want to just quickly, I don't have time to, to give you the different chapter titles, because they, they describe uh, what we cover in the book, but I'll just throw out a few, okay? Uh, a global revolution based on higher consciousness. A serious call to a new Jesus revolution. Metadata, the all-seeing eye is watching you. Uh, the 13 families that control the world. The globalist elite are the oldest and richest families in the world. Everlasting love shining on me in a skeptical universe. How to activate God's blessing in your life and nation. Uh, The East Coast Jesus Movement and a Supernatural Encounter with Jesus. Um, Being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and a vision of Jesus. Living in the epicenter of the Northridge Earthquake. Big Brother, Facebook, Google are the behavior modification empires. Seeing the greater reality. I mean, this this is just the beginning. There's so many hot chapters in here. It's it, the book is um, 413 pages, but in a, in a pure sense, it rock and rolls in the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you, this is Paul McGuire. Get your copy of Power from On High and help me. Stand with me, would you? This is a critical time for our ministry. We need to expand. I need partners who are going to step up and help with their donations and contributions, their prayers, and their volunteerism. Without you, without the Lord, I can't do anything. We, we win, the Bible tells us, when God's people come together with the right motive. So I need you to join with me. And together, where two or more of us are gathered in his name, whatever we ask God for, he'll do it for us. But we got to gather together in his name. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire.